Hey, I'm Sajid Kamal, and I'm a Saudi female football player, and you're listening to The Contra. Yo, check it out. There's a new generation of young people today who belong nowhere. But I prefer to be now cast during culture kids, where the concept of the Dukan is the, the corner shop where the top We are live on five. Hey, yo, what's up, people? What up, nation? It's a revolution of expression. You're tuned into the Dukan show. Stay tuned in. Arab digital generation is shaping our identity, their creative expression, and their future. So please give a very warm welcome. Welcome to your tribe. Sweet, I think now we're good to check, go. Check, check. Yeah, you sound good. All right, cool. I don't have to adjust the height. Reem's not here, which is good. Yeah, yeah. Have you met Reem before? Who? Reem. The third. No. The, so the joke is entire because Reem's this big. Oh. She's four ten, four eleven. Wow. Yeah. But yeah. like, don't underestimate. Yeah. My mom is super short, and yeah. so is my sister. And I'm like, the the smallest ladies I know are the toughest ladies. Yeah, I know. yeah, yeah. Like aguanas. Unbelievably. Yeah, Like she runs the house, you know. Yeah. <laughs> is she Saudi? No. So this is the funny. Reem is half Iraqi, half Filipino. Grew up in oh. Canada. Grew yeah. up wow. between Grew up between Baghdad, Kuwait, and Canada. Wow. And That's she's been so here for cool. 11 years. Yeah, and she's four foot ten. Yeah, imagine all that bundled in, in one all that energy and one exactly. <laughs> yeah. So as I was saying, so the premise is that it's just we just have these sessions, right? And um, and I was telling you the story before we before we connect before we went online. It's like, and for the life of me, I can't remember who was it that told me about you. Yeah. Um, but it just I came across it. I'm like, okay, that's legit. And I think you were in Jordan at the time. Yeah. Recently, I was there like a month ago, and yeah. um, so I joined this uh, awesome group of ladies, and they, they fall under one NGO called Equal Playing Field. Mm. So, Yanni, based on the name, we actually are out there to speak for women in sports and level the playing field, per se. So I, I traveled with them the first time to Kilimanjaro, which was last June, nice. let's say like nine months ago, okay. and Great. this was our second trip, the okay. Jordan trip. So the first trip was breaking uh, a Guinness World Record for the world's highest altitude football match ever played. Yo. Like a FIFA-regulated match. Um, by any gender. We're not just saying women. Uh, nice. Yeah, like a, like a legit wow. FIFA game. 90 Yo, minutes. Yeah. And so um, uh, there was a team of men who attempted it before us but failed. But we got the Guinness <laughs> World Record. But failed. Bum, yes. uh, but yeah, so... Um, yeah, it was really tough. And that was my first trip with them. So, obviously, the one in Jordan was the world's lowest um, match. Yeah. So, we did the world's highest and lowest. Um, it's like, I see. Yeah. Was there so a Guinness record for the second as well? Yeah, they're trying. The only thing is for it to be Guinness um, approved is that someone else can beat that record. Mm. Uh, but you can't go lower than, than the Dead Sea. So, yeah. they're, they're working on figuring out what is the deal with it. Yeah. Okay. Now we need to do like the 24-hour podcast kind of Guinness for something like that. Yeah. <laughs> it's not a bad idea. Yeah. That'd be I, cool. Because yeah. we have the, the capacity to talk for 24 hours. <laughs> yeah. We do. Trust me. <laughs> Trust me. We do. Even if there's no one in the room, we're just going to yeah. talk, and talk, and talk and talk. Yeah, because like, it's so funny because like, we <laughs> diversify ourselves in content so much. So like, as I was saying, like, it started off as a podcast, mm. and now we do multimedia content. Mm-hmm. So we have three shows that we're about to kick off and so many other things in the pipeline. Like It's crazy. Yeah. And you know, like, there's so much stuff otherwise. to cover. Exactly. There's so much True. stuff to cover. So, 
because of that, like we're just <coughs> either in front of camera or behind microphones, <coughs> constantly recording something. Something. To the point that now <laughs> I can't type anymore. Oh I'm gosh. sending voice notes. Yeah, yeah, yeah same. What's up, yo? I yeah, and you, you know, Otis, the annoying kind that sends you like his smallest voice note is a minute thirty. Yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Call me. No, no, <laughs> mine you know? are four minutes. There we and go. And I have a friend Nura who sends me voice notes, and she and like half of it is like. Mm, <laughs> uh, yeah, but you know what I mean, right? Mm. And I'm like, she could have stopped at one point yeah. and yeah. typed the yeah, rest. You should get back walkie-talkies, man. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, a bit of background about yourself. What, you you want to know more about me? You seem to do so much. Yeah. <laughs> like, in like the football context? Or? No, in life. In life? Like, who are you? Like, usually I would have been like ASL, but, you know, throwback. <laughs> so, I'm half Saudi, half Palestinian. <laughs> um, but I was born in London, and I was raised in the eastern province of Saudi Arabia. I went to high school in Bahrain, and I studied university and masters, and did my PMP all in Boston. And, and but is that when you got into sports, or that was before? Or or yeah. football? No, so I first started playing when I was four years old. That's kind of when I started. Mm. I grew up on an American compound, so you know, in Saudi, it's like compound communities. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Everything's kind of underground per se, or like private residences. There are no public places to chill and hang out everything was segregated growing up and so I lived this kind of double standard life like mm -hmm. on camp I had mm -hmm. a, a very Americanized yeah. community and um, friends from Thailand and from from the US and my yeah. best friend Alicia you know and so like I'm this <laughs> Saudi girl who's like in, a, in an yeah. American compound and just kind of confused and I'm in Girl Scouts and I play football and and we have snow cones and baseball tournaments. And then off camp, where I go to school, yeah. it's like an all-girls Saudi school. Private school, but like all-girls. All girls, yeah. uh, everything's in Arabic. Sinusad in math. Oh, really? Wow. Uh, and then when I, before I graduated, my dad uh, decided that my, my younger sister and I should go to school in Bahrain, which was like right across the causeway. Yeah. So we traveled with our passports daily. We commuted to go to school oh, so I did my commute. high school there <laughs> it's like 30 minutes 40 okay. minutes because um, we're in the eastern province yeah, yeah. but but it was closer for me to go to Bahrain than to drive to like Damam the airport yeah. which is the city right next to us but it wasn't that far but it was still like effort you know we had a okay. driver and we had a we had the customs and passports and um, yeah so I did high school in Bahrain that's where I did full IB and mm. got into getting to play soccer in a school team because we don't really ha have PE yeah, for girls okay. like it's not taken as serious as the boys the boys get to mm. run out and play in the pitch and they mm, have like they, it's under the grass the pants and, and it's sneakers open. Are ready. Yeah, yeah, yeah yeah they're ready and for the girls like it's kind of we used to say or like <laughs> just like a free class like where yeah. people like hang around like a recess yeah. yeah like a break but you said you start when you were four like it was just like kicking ball with your dad or no so in a so in the american compound i lived in okay um we had teams we had pitches we had different leagues and clubs oh, and it so organized, like it was organized okay. yeah, yeah yeah it still goes on but um Pee -wee. but it's basically because these compounds are set up for all the employees the foreign yeah. employees and their dependents so they yeah. have wives and kids and people who want to like live so a semi-normal life their own little universe isn't exactly yeah. compared to like where they're from back home mm. so all these people the employees used to as a side like they would start a basketball league or um, and then a lot of the Americans when they started to leave the compound you noticed with like Sawada or Saudiization mm -hmm. um, a lot of these events would like kind of simmer simmer away or or settle down shway and then you'll have a time where there's like a, a, a dufa of expats or like a big that group of people who all of a sudden come up with like building soapboxes and like 
Boy Scouts <laughs> and stuff. So so you so it fluctuates, but I mean throughout my my childhood, I played football since I was four years so old. So yeah, you were heavily exposed to American culture. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I think, I mean, a big part of it, yeah, Saudi, but generally, um, women in soccer is not a big conversation here. Right. Um, it is in the UAE, for example. Like in 2004, I remember uh, playing a tournament here with my Saudi team, and uh, it was massive. It was like the first ever uh, females GCC team. So there was like a team from Oman, uh, girls flew in actually from Palestine, a so national it, uh, team from Palestine. It, uh, so it was a national, national team. Was yeah. it, okay. Iraq national team came in. Yeah. So that's where I was like, wow, women play professionally? Yeah, I heard the Jordanian team is kick ass. They're the best. Yeah, like they have like 10 really? 0 there matches. There was a Kuwaiti yeah, team yeah. as well, but from the Jordanian team, um, wow. a couple of the girls were with us in Kilimanjaro, and they're the ones who organized the Dead Sea okay. uh, match. So. So it was only Saudi that liked it. Basically. Yeah, we're we're the only team in the world that doesn't yeah. have a national team. So oh, we wow. play okay. representing the country, and we're sponsored by the government on different years and mm -hmm. Pepsi and Coke and like different. We get different sponsors here and there, yeah. but but our team changes. Like they're different girls throughout. Like throughout the time I was playing abroad, um, representing Saudi, and we have like the Saudi flag on our jersey and. And we play representing Saudi, and we're like yeah. in with all the other national teams. Like we played against Japan national team, but in the media we weren't allowed to say we're a Saudi Arabian oh, really? national team because on paper we just simply don't exist. You know, mm. like there is no national team. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of my mission now. Like that's what I've been working to get on. Credited. Yeah. In a exactly. Media. And now is the time to get something like this up. Yeah, 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 yeah. There's a lot of talk about it possibly happening by 2019, and just like. Even now, a few days ago, an article came out from uh, Majlis al-Shura or Shura Council that um, women are demanding for, you know, to have access to public fields just like men and to, and now we can access stadiums. Can so yeah. yeah. Congrats. Yeah. That yeah, was thanks. very recent too. Very I wish, recent. I wish I, I still haven't been able to get myself on a stadium, but soon. Why not? Soon I'll find a game to attend. Yeah. <laughs> but I wasn't there for the first game. I really okay. wanted to be part of that, but I'm so glad it happened, you know. And trust me, the ambience in a Saudi football game, man, is insane. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's insane. I, mean, I, was, I was watching Carter's uh, videos from the, uh, the, the UAE Cup yeah. game the other night. Yo. I watched that game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but yo, yo, yo. For example, Hilal versus Ittihad, man. No, but that's some other thing. Or like Hilal versus Nasser. I saw a picture once. Hilal was playing against Sydney for the final of the AFC Cup. King Fahad Stadium fits 80. Yo, it was overflowing. There was people jumping in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And the TVOs that they invest behind is yeah. unbelievable, it's man. It's crazy. I believe that, but this was something I've always been looking to tackle. Like, I've been talking about it in various rooms with different people mm -hmm. from, like, either sports councils or um, advertising marketing yeah. agencies to find a solution to fill in stadiums here the way you would in Saudi. Yeah. At uh, least to have that relatability where people have this cult-like mentality yeah. obsection. It's very different. Like in the UK, it's you yeah. know, like, yeah, it's where fans get here. into yeah. fistfights. Like, people yeah, yeah, are yeah, yeah. so exactly. passionate about it and so fired up. You know, back in the day, they used to get into fistfights. <laughs> back when it was Al-Wahda <laughs> Al-Ain game, back when we were in school, they used to really? be like that. Yeah. that yeah. But it's I mean, still, we definitely don't want to promote, like, the fistfight yeah, yeah. No, no, of course not. But, but, that, but the level of love and attendance. Yeah, the fire of, like... That's the only thing. And, you know, I've been on a lot of these discussions with the league by when I went back because I used to be at Nike. Oh, nice. football. And, yeah, attendance is... they Till now, like, now, if you see it, there's a small spike of attendance. So you probably know my friend Fatoon. 
She plays football yeah, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Unfor so unfortunately, I, I know Fatun. That's how well I know. <laughs> <laughs> she she worked for Nike as well. But yeah, yeah she, her and I used to play football together. We played oh, yeah. in Egypt, representing Ooh. Saudi Arabia. Um, she's a great player, actually. There's a lot. She's of as short as Reem. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She's as short as Reem. Yeah. Uh, yo, okay, yeah, I gotta meet her now. Yeah, yeah Fatun's a kid. Yeah. You gotta meet her. Uh, she's still in the UAE though. Um, yeah. But. But yeah, we've been playing forever. We've yeah. represented Saudi in like 12 countries and so many girls play football. That's amazing. There are six teams in Riyadh alone, like yeah. Yamama FC. And there are so many teams. And in the Eastern province, you've got a couple teams as well. And they go to Bahrain and they play tournaments there and they come here to the UAE. But we're different Saudi girls from different teams, but we have no really s organized structure that's like, this is the Saudi yeah. team. Yeah. This is the team to invite you know, to different tournaments question how would you structure it because i understand like the thing is it's not only saudi as a government entity but also yeah. i think the the girls playing themselves yeah there's certain comfort levels exactly and, so like how how would you go about like developing that structure for it i mean i personally feel like there needs to be something that goes through the general sports authority mm -hmm. to begin with and they're doing a lot of work now to like Both. for mass participation events you know like the 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 glow run and marathons, and they're opening a lot of doors for women. So. And they're using platforms like universities and, mm -hmm. and PNU, like Princess Nota University. They're using the fields. They're using the space they've got already. Um, in the other sense, though, we need public football pitches for women. But can it be safe enough? Like yeah. You think about even in Jordan when we, they built the pitch. Uh, Prince Ali built the pitch where we played the final match. And... Um, and there was a lot of boys stuck to the fences and there was a lot of security. They're just not used to seeing girls play. Yeah. And um, a lot of the girls we were training in different cities, like when we went to Jarash or Petra, because we started in Amman and yeah. we went all the way down to the mm -hmm. Dead Sea. So we had exhibition games where us, the ladies, would play a match. And then all the students, the girls would come in, like up to 200 students. Wow. And a lot of these girls have never played football in their lives before. So it was their first exposure kind of to like females playing professionally. And these are athletes. And you're talking about women from like Tunisian national team, French national team, U.S., wow. U.K. We're all, all these women, we come together and we play under, under like equal playing field umbrella. But, um, and we play against each other. And it's just to inspire and motivate these younger girls. Um, but I think there needs to be a lot of education for the boys as well. Yeah. Because it's something new and you don't want them to be shocked and just react in a really bad yeah, way. Yeah, because like, how do you normalize it in a way that is just... We oh. need clubs. Like, we need yeah. more things yeah. happening for women. Yeah, agreed. It just doesn't exist. Yeah. Like, my aunt used to wear her tennis shoes and go to the gym to get her workout and, like, walk around the mall. There's no gym. That was her gym. Yeah. She'd walk around the mall, take a few laps. It's air-conditioned. She's in her abaya. She's got her tennis shoes on. Like, she leaves home yeah. to walk. And you can't even like step outside your door and take a walk outside. No. Other than the fact that it's so hot um, yeah. most of the year. But there are no places designated. But now they are moving. Like in the past couple of years, there, there are women, female only uh, gyms. Uh, yeah, yeah. finally. Um, yeah. Now through GSA, actually, yeah. women are allowed to own gyms. There's now licensing for women. Before they were under these sketchy kind of like gray areas like. In a salon, yeah, like the third like floor. Yeah, or a salon. Yeah, and you know, yeah. or they'd be on private properties, um, istirahat yeah. or what yeah. have you. But now uh, there needs to be football fields, so like women-only football fields, basketball courts. I yeah. mean, 
places for girls to access and play. But I have a question. So besides the community perspective, but what would you also, how would you educate the parents of the girls that want to do this because they're so, no, she's going to go on TV or she's right, going to be playing right, outdoors. Right. People can That's see her. I don't want, so yeah. how do you, That's I don't, maybe you, I think, you thought I think about the biggest challenge yeah. is, is changing the mindset, right? Mm-hmm. How do you normalize these kind of things? Um, I think culturally speaking, it's kind of a shame that we're at this point where we have to have this conversation because even religiously speaking, like in Islam, like women used to lead wars. Women used to ride horses. Mm -hmm. Women were appointed ministers back in the time, like Khalifa Umar, like had a minister appointed and she was a female. Like there's no shame. Women are capable. And and it's sad that we've reached a level where it's like, we're advocating Tradition for women. took over religious conversations. Tradition, exactly. Yeah. So I think the problem, whenever you want to change anything, it always starts with the family. It starts at home Sorry. and it starts at school. So once the Ministry of Education gets on board, GSA is working with them to allow girls to have PE classes. And that's already been implemented mm-hmm. also recently. This is all like yeah. less than a year kind of stuff that's been going on. Um, then you have to start with the mentalities at home. But I think that's why what I do is very risky and not very easy because when I put myself on a public platform and I'm like here you are guys here like the world now can see there's a Saudi girl who plays sports and she's on social media and she's not private yeah and you're breaking those stereotypes I mean if backlash was was the nice way to put it (laughs) you do get criticism and I got death threats at one point Hmm. um People came looking for me at my office at one point as oh, well. Wow. I had to hide under my desk. And then when they left, my boss was like, okay, you're good to come out. Like you do get more than just backlash. Yeah, wow. You're changing a culture. You're changing mm-hmm. a mentality. You're changing what people are used to seeing. Because let's say this girl who, who isn't allowed to play sports. Like I get a lot of messages as well that are like, my dad doesn't allow me to join a gym. I'm stuck at home. I really can't go out whenever I want to. I can't join a gym you motivated me to work out at home or like uh, seeing other Saudi girls doing all this stuff has inspired me. It's about changing the mindset. So her dad, you know, let's just say, would see more and more girls out there and be like, oh, okay, it's normal now. But before, they'd be like, no, Abe, there's yeah. nobody out there doing this stuff. So we take the risk and we put mm-hmm. ourselves there in the crossfire. Yeah, yeah, We're yeah. like, okay, guys, take a stab at us, you know. But that's why I have thicker skin and I think... It's important for girls like me who do have the support of family, who do have the opportunities and the privileges like I did growing up to actually be the change in the community and to inspire the younger girls. Because if we don't, who's going to do it, you know? This is the thing, like I always say, like it's such a great time to be alive in this part of the world now because there's so much happening, not just in Saudi, right? But there's a lot happening, a lot of people breaking stereotypes and trying to change not only the maybe other parts of the world's views about us, but also internal changes with families, with um, immediate community, the circles you roll in. Mindsets, media. Yeah, it's it's crazy. Like, and now because of the internet, you're able to do a lot more that you couldn't do before. Right, right. You're exposed too. Like Like social media changed the whole Middle East. We're the highest users in the world. Especially Saudi has the highest mobile penetration in the world. In the world. And the highest YouTube consumption in the world at over 90 million views a day. Something about Twitter as well, Saudi. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like Saudi Twitter is like black powerful. Twitter. Like they're just on it all the yeah, time. All the time. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And it's amazing because like when you sit in, and this, the reason why it mattered so much to have you, regardless of how this conversation went, yeah. was that you guys are, are key, po- they're, you're key pivotal characters in shaping mm-hmm. a 
different future right yeah, it's yeah. the same conversation we had with Fahad Bitteru when mm-hmm. we sat together and yeah. like when I speak to like people like Hisham Fagia and all these people that started way back when way 11 back years when, ago comedy yeah and they didn't just get like death threats like yeah. they were getting prison sentence yeah, threats yeah, and harassed. Like, yeah. different crazy. issues yeah. so then like that was the boys they had their turn yeah now it's like the women are kicking ass you know like yeah, they've been yeah. doing this and like Fahad's wife four years five years ago when she drove down to Saudi from Dubai and mm. get arrested mm-hmm. and you know that whole issue that happened about yeah. it and like curb you know and this activist. movement goes way beyond um, this time frame like you're oh, talking yeah. from 1990 yeah. since November when when a big group of women and I know a big part of them mm. who who drove in Riyadh just to like make a statement make a statement and and these women are still blacklisted from working in different government authorities and ministries and, and, and even after the law changed yeah yeah so um, so you see, I mean, this has been going on for a long time, but definitely for sports, I think universally, women are misrepresented, underrepresented, underpaid. Mm. Like any female player does not get paid even a fingernail in comparison to like Cristiano Ronaldo. Or, like the sports yeah. world for men is just so much more powerful. And it's not because there aren't women female players. It's, not be- it's because, honestly, it's just not an equal playing field. Mm. Like straight up, you know, and you watch movies like <laughs> you watch movies like um, Billie Jean, the tennis uh, um, champion of the U.S. and and you notice this thing is universal. Like this has been going on in the U.S. for decades, and even till today, people are fighting for equal pay at work, and and they still don't have that kind of equality in the U.S. Mm. So I think you know it's very universal, and I think we just need to start realizing: okay, we are behind, but we are moving in the right yeah. path. So that's a good start. And when things are so segregated in Saudi, like it took a long time for, for business places to be mixed and for the segregation wall to literally come down. Because um, now um, they don't segregate anymore. Like if you go to Riyadh now to any restaurant, everyone's sitting mixed. Everything? There's no segregation, oh, guys. This really? is literally like two that? days old news. It's huge. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, it's huge. Sweet. But a couple months ago as well, when they, st- when they opened different... Um, restaurants in Riyadh, like new ones, you guys have a branch of them here, um, they basically, when we went to the opening, it was like a girl's table, a guy's table, family table, we're all in the same hall, there's mm. music playing in the background, like the change that's wow. happening is massive, we're all shocked, we're like, who has hacked Saudi Arabia, <laughs> <laughs> what is happening yeah, to the insane, country? Man. I need, we need to revisit, man. It's really about time though, like it's mm. exciting, it's good stuff. And it's always about timing, and this is like a, it's not a war, but like it's, it's an old process that takes it's been it's being developed for so long yeah. this conversation has been happening for so many years and mm-hmm. you know certain things are unlocking now obviously mm-hmm. because the the ruling the ruling family mm-hmm. shifted around and you have different people sitting in different positions of power yeah. Yeah. that are of that mindset right and you needed that eventually to kind of um shift things around yeah, and it's, yeah. it's great to see this growth like i'm yeah i'm excited for it and it's so funny because like when i came back from the U.S. a couple of years ago, or three three years ago, yeah. a big part of my job was Saudi. So I was flying in to Jeddah and Riyadh oh, wow. frequently. What did you do? And so um, as my job, I'm a strategist. So okay. a big part of it was like just somewhat of anthrop- an- anthropology, anthropology mm-hmm. in a way, mm-hmm. where yeah. I just meet with people, talk, see what life is like, and then try to validate or disprove international trends and what that looks mm. like actually in Saudi and like different kinds of conversations. It was a lot of fun. I'm not yeah. going to do it. But like, 
it got very in-depth and I used to have mm. we were sitting talking about it earlier these long discussion guys where like I just sit with people for hours wow. to just understand what certain aspects of life are like and then developing trans document books these little booklets of, to tell you like what to expect inside in the next two years cool you know so because did of any that, of your expectations come oh, true al almost all of them <laughs> like I was so proud of it <laughs> I know uh, <laughs> like things that we're talking about like that the world is talking about right now like cinemas I spoke about this at the first season of the con, probably in the first 10 episodes. Wow, two like, years ago. Yeah, like called it way back when. You're like, like, cinema's coming, guys. I, I was feel like, it's it. happening. <laughs> These things are, might be happening. But like, how about no? Yeah. <laughs> right? Like, but you can tell because it's geared by the people, like the exactly. comedians you met with, yeah. a lot of filmmakers coming up, producers, right. directors, and I know and a lot of females. As soon in as this you field. had things like, the Saudi Film Festival, yeah. and then and then it's like these hints. That, hey guys, it trickles it's down exactly. Right. Like it's like being a surfer. You want to catch a wave as it's kicking off. Yeah. You don't get on top of yeah. a wave, right? Yeah. So that that was the thing. And then like even talking to people like I had Kamin and like getting really involved. Oh, in I had a friend of mine too. She's Yo, cool. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. Um, She's in Collateral now. She's yeah. Acting. And it's a pretty dope yeah. show. Um, on Netflix. It's on Netflix. <laughs> Check it out. It's a BBC show. Like yeah. this is not a plug, but <laughs> it is a plug for Ahad. Like uh, this for is Ahad, a, yeah. it's a personal bias. Like anything, yeah. anything she does, like I'm supporting it 110. Yeah. percent yeah. So you know, like these are the kind of moves that are happening, and it's like, as you said, you've seen like little breadcrumbs yeah. you know, that told you this was the direction. Yeah. Uh, which is amazing. Even now, with women driving and everything. Yeah. Because a lot of changes. Because conversations get louder. Yeah. You know, and so. I think people kind of gear that change, you know, the more demand there is for it, the more people will listen. It just has to be done in the right way, at, at the right pace, you know. Um, and the thing is, like for Saudi, for example, I mean, the pace we're opening up now, because we're gearing away from gas yeah. and oil, and we're opening the country to tourism even. Yep. And like the General Entertainment Authority has got like concerts happening. And people are mind blown, but we're excited and there's so much energy and the, all the youth are so creative you just got to give them those opportunities you need to give them the space to grow and develop and yeah. choose what they want to be there's no more like la habibi and ya doctor ya engineer <laughs> there's no more ya doctor ya yeah. engineer now you yeah. got to like allow your son to be a chef if he wants to yeah. you need to allow your daughter to be an artist if she wants to you know so I think the world is changing. It's changing pretty fast. And I realize something about that there's there's a lot of people that really want that, but no one wants to be that first person to do it. Right? Because it's so not they easy. Always wait for someone to start so it, and then you go like, all right, خلاص, they did it. Now it's fine. Now they it's saw, okay. They 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 right. took a lot of the backlash. Okay, now you can do whatever you want. Right. But yeah. no one wants to instigate and start. Yeah, you go through a lot yeah. of beating, which is why I was saying like people like you need to exist. Yeah. Like we don't exist on paper. Not enough. Yeah. You know either, um, yeah. whether as. A female soccer player, mm -hmm. or comedians, yeah. and artists, or mm -hmm. whatever it is that people are doing that are out of the the norm and break the mold. Right, right. It it is gonna raise a, a lot of heat at first. Yeah. Then it's somewhat of backlash. A mm -hmm. lot of heat. Then it might raise a couple of eyebrows. Then it's normal. Yeah, and a lot of families right? don't want to be the ones under that microscope. Mm -hmm. No. Nope. Like, cause I affect my sister, my brothers, my dad, my mom. Like. It's not just about me. No, the attention they're getting. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it's like your family name, like, because I'm Sajid Kamal, you know, so anything that goes with that is, is affected as well. And um, a lot of families don't want their daughters to be under the media. They don't want to be known. They're like, okay, you can play soccer if you want. But once I call her in, I'm like, hey, they, they want to do a spread about female football players. All of a sudden, there are no female football players. Like, I dare you to, to yeah, find you had one a post, girl. You had a post uh, a few days it's ago on Instagram. It's so hard to the gather and rally girls in because if she's okay with it, her parents aren't okay with it. 
-hmm. If her parents aren't okay with it, she's not sure about it. Um, my husband, my son, my, you know, like everyone's attached to someone. Yeah. You can't make your own decisions. It's kind of like when you're going to get married. Yeah. Like it affects because <laughs> the, the whole family is getting married. It's yeah. not just you. Yeah. So it's, a, it's, a, it's so intertwined get, with their culture. Did you get any interest from your post? Um, I did, yeah, a bunch, but uh, we had to narrow it down. But even then, like there was girls who don't wear hijab who were like, I should wear hijab. Um, and then they realized it was like a Vogue Arabia fashion twist on sports so we had to like it was like a photo shoot so then they pulled out and they decided no mm. then we had to find plan b and plan c so it was still really hard to rally girls around so we ended up as just myself and my friend munira the two soccer players her dad used her grandfather used to own qadsiya uh, back in the day oh, wow. um so us two were, were players and we're both saudi then the third because they had to we had to be three the third had to be um, a jordanian girl who had a connection, okay. a link through me with Dead Sea Games. So we ended up improvising. But sure, that's what makes you. me wonder, like, if there is a national team, are there going to be 11 players at least who are okay to play yeah. on TV? That's why, that's why I asked you about, about uh, okay, so after, after the community, but there's that family thing that you right, still have right. to so it takes time. Like it takes time. Try to switch the thinking. Yeah, you're you're changing mindset here, so it's it's very difficult. Yeah, because yeah. you'll find a lot of like talented girls, but then when they if they go tell their dad, hey, I'm gonna go join the Saudi national team, we have a chance. He's gonna be like, you know, you're gonna you're gonna be on TV, whatever. Yeah, you're gonna yeah. wear shorts. What are you gonna do? He'll be like, how's your sister gonna get married? That's a whole other process. <laughs> like, take yeah. your own take your own risks yeah. in life, make your own choices, but you're affecting your family. That's a whole other conversation. How's your have. family taking it? Sorry, I didn't ask that. I mean, it's it's you get different responses different reactions here and there like for example i have one uncle who's super liberal and one one uncle who's super conservative so even within each other yeah. there's a lot of differences but on the on the wide scale you know you, when you look at it from a bird's eye view generally uh culturally it's not okay mm -hmm. so for me at least like my parents i have to be okay with my mom and my dad that's like what was most important to me but even then if there are some things that i'm like no i really want to do this and in hindsight, they don't see it as okay. Later on, um, I feel like it comes back and they appreciate and they support and they, they become proud. It's just really difficult being you. Legit. Yeah. And what are you afraid of? What am I afraid of? Uh, I don't this know. This is turning I think into I'm, a Q&A session. Right, what I tried right. To avoid, but like, I can't help myself. I feel, like, uh, I feel like everyone's got a ton of fears, but... I don't have many fears anymore. I think I've gone through all the very difficult um, moments. So I feel like, you know, hope is much more powerful than fear. So I have hope for a national team. I have hope for change. I'm seeing a lot of it. So that's what keeps me driven. That's what keeps me motivated. And I don't focus on the negative. I don't focus on the fear. I don't focus on the criticism. I just try to move forward, you know? Like my that. biggest fear was like losing my family. Um, Things like that, uh, like being under that backlash uh, didn't hurt me. I know that it hurt my family more. So they're just, they worry about you and they're overprotective. And, and then like, for example, my brother has like a career path or his own thing going on, or he's very private or very formal. You know, why should he have to suffer for the fact that I'm very out there? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? So finding that balance is very difficult and it, and it's stressful. I've, I've learned that today about my brother. Really? Yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> my, um, so our youngest brother, uh, he's, inshallah, he's, he's nine, eight. Oh. And, um, cute. Yeah, and he had it. They had a gymnastics. He says it's a show. 
but I'm so competitive. I'm like, no, this is a tournament and we're going to win, <laughs> you know? And, um, and like we had a giant signboard design that it's a whole thing and it's we're cute. showing up in like numbers. Like we're coming in heavy this morning. Jelly Sudanese killer. Yeah. I'm so you can imagine. Right? And he, w- and he, he made us promise in the car that we're not going to be saying anything we're not going to be cheering for him like he really wanted us to be quiet mm-hmm. i'm like why we're going to be here to celebrate he's ah. like no don't say anything <laughs> and as soon as he got out there on the mat and like you know they're doing flips and like mashallah and i'm, I'm so and proud he's of legit him. huh no because like he's been doing it before gymnastics was being offered in wow. school he would watch these uh videos on youtube and he'd do them and then he'd run up and down and do back flips and like you know do handstands and my mom would panic and run after him and, she's like, la, la, and you know but he's like no wait and he thinks it's funny and cool and doing splits like yeah he's in his own world um so like he's miles <laughs> ahead of the rest <laughs> of them and he's the, he was he's probably he was the youngest one in yeah. today's session wow and he's the only one that was like that's who seems like as a, who looks like a professional that's how it was always in the start that's how it was only in the really start proud. of course like yeah. and we're cheering and every time we cheered he gives us this dirty stank look like, <laughs> or didn't even recognize he's like embarrassed <laughs> like OD yeah. sent me some yeah. videos he, like Muhammad would do something and then he, he wouldn't even look when they yeah. look somewhere else as if his family somebody else you know he's like hey guys <laughs> yeah uh, you remember that, that video that went for all the, the, the bottle flip yeah right and then the crowd and, and then it lands off. straight that was us every <laughs> time he did anything yeah. you're like oh. but with the sign <laughs> <laughs> and everybody would stare at us and then um, remember was it the it was from a Saudi club that, yeah, I could like have a So my cousin my cousins are here from Saudi, so they start chanting that today. Oh my god. <laughs> it has nothing to do with the ch- That's why he <laughs> cried at that. Has nothing to do with gymnastics, huh? <laughs> he cried. That's like an Etihad cheer. <laughs> yeah. And then after the whole thing was over, we're outside and I was like, Yo, let's take pictures. Like, no, and he didn't want to take photos with us. He's embarrassed. And then we're like, Come on, eh, Hamoud. And then he starts crying. He's like, No, I told you guys not to do this. <laughs> he was just not <laughs> having it. And I was like, Okay, you know what? Now I feel bad. Like, because I'm out there, I'm that guy. And, and he's, he's the, the, the polar opposite. Yeah. Right, right. So I was like, okay, we got like, let, let it's him It's like, be, you need you know? to find the middle ground, and it's so yeah. difficult. I don't know, go ahead. I was going <laughs> No, I was just going to say, because like, he's always proud of seeing these things. Like, he is always happy. Like, oh, Mama Shufi, they're on YouTube. They're doing this. Yeah. Right, that. right. And he gets really excited about Aww. it. But he's happy being in that space. Right. He doesn't want to be. A lot of people don't want to yeah. be yeah. in front yeah. of the camera. Exactly. They'd rather be behind it. Which is fair. I mean, yeah. it's a personal choice. But what do I do? Do I give up my passion and my dream and my everything I've ever fought for my whole life just because like a sibling is more private you know what I mean you get to that that. point where you're like I'm gonna do me and if people don't love me unconditionally and want to support me and be <laughs> yeah, there, yeah. You're then bye. But also, know? they need to it's understand the, the bigger <laughs> purpose. It's like it I look at myself and I'm like, you know what? I'll be there for you regardless. Yeah. yeah. Like there's blood. There's like yeah. even if we don't agree and we don't see eye to eye, you'll always be my family. You'll always be my dad. You'll always be my mom. You'll always be my siblings. Yeah. But for me, the most important thing is the parents, because mm-hmm. even siblings like get married and go off yeah, and yeah. start their own families and have their own. Everyone's different, man. Yeah. You just got to respect each other's Agreed. differences. Yeah. You know? Definitely. Yeah. Um, I have one more question about football. I know we finished the no topic. No, bro. You know me. I always remember this at the end of every show. <laughs> as long as they remember. So you talked about the national team, but do you think that you also want to penetrate the clubs? Yeah, there needs to be. There needs to be like Sharqiyya versus Gharbiyya versus... No, but like even like talk to like Al-Hilal to have a women's uh, oh. division. Because I know that's... Because I know the clubs always also influence the federation. Yeah, yeah, true. The thing is, I don't even know if we have enough 
players, honestly, mm. just straight up. Mm. Like, this is so new. This is so fresh. Even though I've been doing it since I was four, I didn't have the childhood that every Saudi girl is exposed yeah, to or yeah. is allowed to yeah. have. So I think we're starting with one team. I okay. feel like for the girls, having one national team makes more sense because even if we get 30 players on that team, that includes subs and, like, maybe we can have a younger girls team. And, mm. you know, I still don't know. I still, it's a very new... Yeah. Uh, and then comes the question field. of like male versus female coaches. And right. And like yeah, yeah, you know. So we're coached by men. Mm-hmm. Um, we were coached by an ex Nasser player nice. at one point. Uh, we're coached by uh, a coach who came in from Egypt just to coach us. Wow. So we have to pay to, to keep, you know, this yeah. thing going. We're not being paid as players. We're not even at that point. We're at the point where we're paying like 3,000 reals every couple months just to be able to have access to any fields, paying for those fields, paying yeah. for the coach, his accommodation, um, his transportation, you know, things like that, yeah. our equipment, our uniforms. It's just really sad because we don't have that kind of support the men have. Mm-hmm. Um, but we love the game so much and we really want to see this happen that, we're, that we go above and beyond to make it happen. Uh, so I think, you know, starting off small is smart. Uh, getting the right governmental support in the beginning is is key to to, to start somewhere the right way, you know. Hopefully one day we'll have clubs and we'll have, like even, for example, Pakistan, like they have a national uh, women's team and one of, well, the captain, Hadra Khan, she came to Jordan with us and and her and I are really good friends and and she's like, we haven't played in three years. Like, we're not active. The men are way more active. She's like, we don't have opportunities. Like, we need people constantly rooting for us, constantly supporting us for this to happen. Mm. So it's all an individual effort, you know. It's our time. We're investing our own time, our own money, our own uh, effort, our own emotions, our own um, uh, everything into making this happen. So it's very difficult. It's like an uphill battle. Um, so at least if we have GSA on board, FIFA on board, if we can get, you know, the, the right type of regulation and and the right type of approvals on paper, we can start somewhere. Yeah. And GSA stands for what? Just for the, the General Sports Authority. Okay. Yeah. So everything kind of goes through them. And Princess Rima is now leading it. So she's, you know, a feminist and she's great and she's active awesome. and she works and around the clock and she's just starting all these opportunities for women. Hell so yeah, yeah, man. It's great. No, great stuff. Good. I mean, looking forward to it. Hopefully. Super exciting. Sooner, Hopefully there'll be a national later. team. <laughs> No, we'll see. I'm, 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 I'm rooting for it. I think, <laughs> I think, in, in the very near future too. Like, yeah. Now uh, you've met the striker or the right forward. There we go. <laughs> yeah, good. So now we're excited. You can say like, you know oh, the Saudi national team. <laughs> we had her before. Was the Saudi national team? <laughs> before this happened. <laughs> before all that. Happened. But it's good. I mean, I'm, I'm really happy to be part of this and to get to. Welcome to your tribe. Salam. Salam.